In the heart of the rolling Great Plains, thousands of one of the largest flying birds on Earth rest and feed in the light of the setting sun. They jump into the air, flap their wings, and dance after filling their bellies with corn and insects. Their calls echo across the river plains like bones rattling in the wind. Incredible as this scene is, it's just one stop along an awe-inspiring journey. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is Season 3 of the Sea America Podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the Great Sandhill Crane Migration and Nebraska's Sandhill Crane Festival. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Next to the sockeye salmon, monarch butterflies, caribou, and the wildebeest, sandhill cranes are thought to make one of the last great migrations on our planet. At four feet tall with a wingspan of six feet, they are some of the largest flying birds on Earth. Their global population is estimated to be as much as 800,000, and they can be seen from Mexico to the tundra of Alaska and Siberia. 80% of their global population embarks on an annual migration. They'll travel two to 300 miles a day, flying more than 30 miles an hour. The cranes are opportunistic flyers, meaning they use thermals and tailwinds to help them get to their destination each day. One of these destinations is the Wide Platte River in Nebraska. Described by early settlers as a mile wide and an inch deep, the river is the perfect place for cranes to rest and recharge on their migration route. Long ago, water and ice from the Rocky Mountains cascaded down the riverbed, forming channels and wide braided sections. Today, those channels provide roosting habitat for the cranes when they're finished feeding in cornfields each afternoon. Aside from agricultural crops, cranes will also eat seeds, grubs, earthworms, snails, small reptiles and rodents, amphibians, and plant tubers. The Platte River is the heart of the migration route known as the Central Flyway. Imagine an hourglass shape stretching from Mexico north to Alaska. The flyway narrows to an 80-mile stretch in Nebraska where 80% of sandhill cranes will find themselves between February and April of each year. Cranes have had a significant role in North American culture for hundreds of years, Many Native American myths feature cranes as main characters. Crane feathers are used in ceremonies, and ancient and modern art features cranes. Tools made from crane bones were even found in Chaco Canyon, an ancient Anasazi settlement in northwestern New Mexico. They were created over 1,000 years ago 
by ancestors of the present-day Pueblo people. Whistles blown before battle were carved from the wing bones of sandhill cranes by the Crow and the northern Cheyenne of Montana. Prehistoric rock art depicting cranes has been found in the American Southwest as well as Europe, Australia, and Africa. The crane is a clan totem for many Native American cultures, meaning it's a symbol of a family or kinship group. In New Mexico, the Sandhill Crane Clan is one of the many clans in the Zuni Pueblo. Traditionally, crane and loon clans in Ojibwe culture serve as tribal leaders. As the cranes migrate north, any single cranes start pairing up. One of the most spectacular parts of the spring migration is the spectacle of mating dances that take place. Sandhill cranes bow, jump, flap their wings, and throw plants or sticks in the air. These dances help them choose their partner. When a male and a female crane perform a unison call together, they've bonded and mate for life. Once the cranes reach their final destination, they will nest in or near small wetlands. They use plants that are abundant in their habitat to build the nest, cattails, grasses, and bulrushes. On the inside of the nest, they line a hollow area with smaller twigs. The female will lay one to three eggs, though generally only one chick will make it to flying age. Sandhill cranes are well adapted for this treacherous yearly trip. They have sharp bills with serrated edges to probe frozen soil. While we may not be able to stand for long in near-freezing spring river water, Cranes are able to reduce the blood flow in their feet by constricting blood vessels. Their arteries and veins are located next to each other so that the warm blood coming from their heart travels alongside the cold blood coming up from their feet, warming it before it again reaches their heart. Their feet have claws which act as tools, but also weapons. Foxes, coyotes, wolves, raccoons, ravens, eagles may hunt sandhill crane eggs, nestlings, or even injured or sick adults. Their six-foot wingspan helps them balance and then jump and strike aggressors with their feet. But the sandhill crane faces many challenges on this journey. With more, here's Abigail Trabiel. Today, only 10% of the habitat in the prairie is suitable for sandhill cranes. Those that migrate are coming to the Platte River earlier every year. With man-made dams, sediment is no longer able to flow down the river and create the wide river sandbars. If the river habitat is lost, there is nothing comparable for the sandhill cranes to use on their migration route. Sandhill cranes are not the only species facing threats in the Americas. In the last 50 years, North America has lost around 3 billion birds, more than a quarter of the pre-existing population. Certain species and families have been hit harder than others. Grassland birds have lost 700 million breeding individuals across 31 species since 1970, making it the biome with the largest total population loss. Forest biome species are also declining, losing 1 billion birds in the last half century. Shorebirds are also declining consistently. This has been called a biodiversity crisis in North America. Our greatest losses aren't only occurring in rare and threatened species, but in common ones. Losing so many individuals from our most common bird species may have a disproportionate effect on our ecosystems and food webs. 
birds help with seed dispersal, pest control, and pollination in our environments, and they even benefit our economies. 9.3 billion US dollars are spent by 47 million people per year on bird-related activities in the US. In breeding and wintering areas, habitat loss and use of toxic pesticides have the largest negative effect on native grassland populations in North America and around the world. While the sandhill crane is listed as a species of low concern, it is important to know the loss that other species around the continent and world are facing. Statistically, only one sandhill crane chick survives to fledgling per breeding pair making the sandhill crane population slow to recover. Conserving wetlands in the range of large migratory flocks is crucial to continued conservation of the sandhill crane. The best time to see the sandhill cranes migrate north is between late February and early April, with peak viewing season occurring the last two weeks of March. Ducks, geese, shorebirds, eagles, and whooping cranes can also be seen as they migrate through the Platte River Valley. This year, Audubon's Nebraska Crane Festival would be celebrating its 50th year in Kearney, Nebraska. But of course, with the spread of the coronavirus, all events have been canceled. In the past at the festival, environmental speakers from all around the country have shared their experiences in conservation, and hundreds of crane lovers come together to experience the largest congregation of sandhill cranes in the world. If you're interested in an up-close viewing experience, photography blinds and guided tours are available at the Rose Sanctuary when it reopens after the pandemic passes. If you're heading out on your own, follow some guidelines to protect yourself and the cranes. Don't stop on roadways and never approach birds. The entire flock can panic and fly away using essential energy that they need for the rest of their migration. Use your vehicle as a blind and stay in your car or next to it so you don't disrupt feeding. And know that harassing cranes by honking your horn or yelling is illegal. Seeing and hearing the sandhill cranes in the Platte River Valley is an incredible opportunity to witness one of the last great migrations on our planet Earth. Supporting organizations like the Rose Sanctuary and Audubon Center and the Crane Trust can help protect the Sandhill Cranes and their migration for years to come. This episode of Sea America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration from Abigail Trebu and written by Lindsay Taylor. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the Sea America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the Sea America Facebook group where we chat about some of America's greatest road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll also check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. 
adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com.